Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 135th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we are playing a $5,000 buy-in World Poker Tour event, and a player raises from first position to 1500 at 25500 out of his 20,000 or 22,000 chip stack, and we get pocket kings in third position. This is a spot where I really don't want to have much of a three-betting range at all. If you look, remember back to the previous episode, I bluffed off my sack from the small blind. I think that's the spot where I do need a three-betting range sometimes, but in this scenario, versus someone who likely has a pretty strong range from early position, I really don't want to be three-betting much at all. We've actually discussed these concepts a decent amount at PokerCoaching.com, where in the homework questions, we discuss, you know, do you want to be having three-betting ranges? Do you want to be three-betting all of your hands? Should you be calling a lot? And what does that do to your range? And it takes a little bit of discipline to just call here with the pocket kings because sometimes the flop comes ace-x-x and you have to check fold or sometimes seven people call and you have to get out of the way kind of quickly after the flop. But I think in general, I want to be calling with some hands in the spot. And calling with hands like pocket kings actually allows you to call with more suited connected type hands and reasonable big card hands. But if you are three-betting these, it makes your calling range generally weaker. So having the premium hands in your calling range does a few things. It allows you to see a flop with more hands, and also it really disguises your range compared to what most people think your range is going to be. So I really like calling with the pocket kings in the spot. I think this is great. So I do call in third position. Folds around to the button who calls, and now the player in the small blind, a tight aggressive guy, makes it 7,500. He has us all covered. Huh, okay, this is good. I'm probably just going to be back shoving over this. So back shove is when you call and then shove as not the preflop raiser. It's when you call someone's initial raise and then shove over the top, over the back. All right, so now the initial under-the-gun raiser goes all in. So now the question becomes, well, do I call or do I fold? Or do I go all in or do I fold? There's no point in really calling here because we'll only have 6,000 chips left or 7,000 chips left. So do I go all in or do I fold? Well, if you guys know anything about me, you know I don't fold pocket kings very often at all. So we're going to be getting it all in. It's important to realize here that barring some ridiculous read, you simply cannot fold pocket kings. Because if you're folding pocket kings, it means you're calling with exactly one hand, and it is very hard to have exactly one hand. Of course, I could have those pocket aces because I just told you I'm not three-betting preflop at all in this scenario. But here we have kings. I'm going to be calling with kings in the spot, and with queens... I think queen starts to become close, but still probably a call. Ace-king is probably a fold, and jacks is probably a fold. So we can fold a lot here, because notice we put in very few chips pre-flop compared to how much is going into the pot now. So we don't have to defend this very often at all. And I think aces, kings, and queens is going to be pretty much the correct calling range in this scenario. So what do we think this seat three player, who raised under the gun, is shoving with? Over the 7,500 raise. He's probably shoving all of his hands that he thinks are decent enough to go with. And if I had to guess, it's probably going to be something like jacks or better and ace-king. When this tag out of the small blind makes it 7,500, he kind of forces the player with only 22,000 chips to either go all in or fold. So it's a pretty sweet play from the, the tight aggressive guy in the small blind, especially if he thinks that the player who raised under the gun does not have such a strong range for whatever reason. And obviously, he's going to discount me because I just called. A lot of people think whenever the player in third position just calls, they don't have a very good hand. So, of course, I'm getting it in, as I just told you. And 
everyone else folds. So now we are heads up with the end of the gun player, and we get it all in versus ace-king, and just like that, we lose. So that's unfortunate. But it's perfectly fine, because notice what happened here. We ended up getting it all in versus ace-king with an extra, well, I guess 10,000 chips dead in the pot, which is fantastic. So we have to be very happy with that result, even though we lost the hand. I remember this hand because I actually lost in the previous tournament that I played, EPT Malta, right? This was uh, World Poker Tour Jacksonville. I came straight from Malta to this. And in Malta, in the main event, I also lost with Kings versus Ace-King. And when that kind of thing happens, a lot of amateur players start second-guessing themselves. I mean, they're, you know, they're investing significant time and money in these tournaments. They are not in the money. They're getting it in with Kings. They're losing to Ace-King. And they're thinking, wow, I'm so unlucky. I shouldn't be playing, or I should start playing these kings differently to get the ace kings to fold, or someone's trying to call me, or something like that. And that's not the thought process you should be having. You should be happy with this result, because we got it all in for a lot of equity, very good. And just because you get it all in good does not mean you're going to win, and you have to be okay with that. If you play a lot of poker tournaments, you will come to understand that if you get it in good on average for large amounts of chips, you will win in the long run. And just because you get unlucky three or four or 20 times in a row, that does not mean you should start all of a sudden altering your play because of that. So make sure you stay sane and don't lose your mind. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed this hand and, you know, general concepts such as it's okay to get it in good if you are, it's okay to get unlucky as long as you're getting it in good, definitely check out pokercoaching.com. There we have a lot of interactive quizzes and also monthly homework questions where you submit your answers. I review them personally in a webinar where you can also ask me questions, follow up, ask follow-up questions, and really just study the game with me because, I mean, I am asking questions that I may not even know the answers to myself, and we're having to go through and study these situations diligently together so that we can all improve at poker. So check it out over at pokercoaching.com. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Be sure to come back next week.